0: got that song in my head, let the wind blow. I can't even sing it. It's like, that's it. Go on. So with a voice, I'm just messed up. Um, You know what? I almost forgot this is actually my home church. (laughs) Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm saying that because I was in such a, such an area. Like I almost, it almost felt restricted, but I climbed over a fence <laughs> in such an area of His presence. And I started to feel so good up here in the front that I, I thought, Lord, I didn't need anything of this earth. I just had to climb over a fence. And I feel like the Lord is asking me, well, how big was the fence? Well, it was the offense in my mind. <laughs> I had to let my offended mind go. What do you mean, Brent? You had an offended mind tonight? I don't know. His presence tends to offend me sometimes. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, his presence is so pure, I don't know if my mind can accept the purity of it. It has to get offended. He actually, his goodness should offend you and me because we can't understand that kind of goodness. (laughs) It offends our understanding. If our understanding isn't being offended, then find Jesus. Because if, if we don't have a renewed mind, then I wonder who you know and who you follow. You know, I'm a Baptist boy. Like, not Southern, regular Baptist. The Southern, were, Southern had some radical in them. We were staunch, regular. <laughs> like, my Bible college, yup. So, yeah, God's offended my mind. He actually offended my theology. <laughs> like I said the other night, there is no theology here, this is truth. Theology, theos theosahelia, it means man's study of the word, of the Bible. We have a theology of what this means, but God has an understanding of what he said. (laughs) But so often we get offended when our own theology lacks understanding. And I'm probably offending some people especially theologians. And I celebrate theologians. I do. But when my theology, my interpretation of the word overpowers the truth in it, then I have the problem, not God. <laughs> As we were singing tonight, how many, that was, man. That Windward Yelm, yeah. formerly Oakridge. I'm just kidding. They, they can still be Oakridge. No, okay, Windward Yelm. They wanted Windward USA. <laughs> uh, so as we're singing, I was writing in my phone here. People get offended. They, they feel you know. Wow, look at that. He's he the speaker and he's texting. No. I wasn't texting. Like, who has a piece of paper and a... P- oh, actually, my wife does. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's got it in her hand. I almost said it, and I... Co- oh, there's more paper in here. Well, there go all the trees. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So as we were singing, I, I got... I don't know, I get these thoughts in my mind as we're singing, and so We sang. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. And I felt like the Lord say, well, you are the storm. Hey. <laughs> hey. So if you're the storm, then sing from within. <laughs> yeah, amen to the child. Those are wise wisdom words right there. You see, we always look at the storms around us as a bad thing, but Jesus slept in the boat. Yeah. Yeah. See, he didn't see the earthly things as bad. He saw them as nature But his of expect- the creation, but his expectation was that he actually didn't have to worry about it because his disciples would look after the storm. Why wouldn't they? Look at the miracles they just saw. But how many of you know the story? Oh, Master, oh, Master, don't you care if we drown? Oh, God, oh, God, have you abandoned me? Oh, God, oh, God, where are you? So Jesus got up and did what his followers were supposed to do. And many times we expect God to do what he's called us to do. Sing a little louder. How the hell it go? Start singing. Sing a little louder. Yeah, exactly. You sing a little louder too. Sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. So if you're feeling the enemy, then sing. (laughs) Exactly. From the mouth of babes. So if you're feeling depressed or you're feeling attacked by the enemy, then sing praise. But how many of you know that when you're in a deep, dark hour in your life, it's hard to be thankful? Which is exactly why truth says sing. There is no one like our God do we sing that? There's no one like our God. We sing that tonight, right? There's no one like our God. So don't look to man to be God. Or woman. Man as man or woman. Because when our expectations get so high over man, it can actually create an unhealthy environment, not just in your life, but in the person's life that you think is like God. Of course, we would never think they're like God, but how do we know how deeply we feel towards someone until they they hurt us and we get devastated? Or when someone speaks poorly about you, you get devastated because where's our identity? And if our identity is in the understanding of who we are as man or woman, then we can get offended when someone doesn't like us or agree with us. But our identity is not in man. My identity is not what you think I am. My identity is what I know God told me I am. And then my leadership team helps support that in us, no matter if you're offended or... Hmm. Sorry, I got a little burning in my ear. Interesting. So I'm getting a little buzz. um, Some of you don't know who I am. It doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) Kevin declared, hope is in the room. Well, hope, the word means the joyful expectation or anticipation of. So if you have hope, then you have to have a joyful anticipation of good. We talk, we sing songs of despair. Well, there's five times the word despair is in Scripture, and it's all Old Covenant. And it was all from sinners. They had no hope. They were in despair. But it's never a new covenant, because despair is actually not kingdom. Hope is kingdom. And hope defeats despair. John 10, the sheep hear his voice. So if you aren't hearing, then be a sheep. The sheep hear his voice. So if you're not hearing his voice, then learn how to be a sheep. Bah. Sheep don't have to learn how to be sheep. But God refers to his people, his his sheep. (laughs) How many of you have ever been around a sheep herd? They aren't the smartest individuals. They actually stink. You think they're white and fluffy, but that's, that's after they've had a bath, but usually they stink. And the most... Joy they get is after they've been sheared. But people don't like to be sheared. They like their wool thick and heavy. And you watch a, a sheep walk around with thick, heavy wool. One, they look fat. But they, they move very slow. But after you shear that sheep, he's jumpy He's like a skinny little thing, jumping and kicking and running around. You see, it's actually good for a sheep to be sheared, because if a sheep isn't sheared, then their wool actually captures them in the snares around them, the bushes, the bristles, the things. I'm saying this for a reason, because we as sheep don't like to be sheared, because many times in the church there's been a a dictatorship, narcissist personality or something that's leading. And many times the shearing that that individual might do is actually damaging and hurting the sheep. But to be a good sheep, you must be sheared because your wool is valuable. And so you have to lose everything that can snare you to live in the value of the kingdom of God. Huh. That was a good word, Brent. Actually, I actually enjoyed that because I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of it. I, you know what? This is the month of September. I just feel like if you have a birthday or an anniversary in September, just stand real quick. Oh, Wow. My daughter, Samantha, born on my father's birthday, her grandpa Borthwick's birthday. Hmm. I'm starting to hear things, and I don't know what. I feel like I'm starting to, I might get some, I don't know. I really don't know. Is that okay if we don't know? So I'm going to start to pray. I'm going to start with my daughter, my firstborn child. I remember the day she came out of the womb, I watched her come out of the womb. What do they call it, face up? Posterior, one eye looking out right right at her daddy. Firstborn child. This is prophetic for someone in here, not just me. She's our administrator for the whole ministry. Her gifting is amazing. Her passion is to be the president of this ministry. And probably my son and daughters and a bunch of others, too. They all want to be it. Why? Because family are supposed to desire to be a part of what God's doing with the family. That's what it's about. And I remember cutting her umbilical cord. She christened me, a little bit of her blood. And then I passed out. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't. That was Kevin. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm just going to pray. Blessing, Father, I thank you for Samantha. I thank you for who she is. Amazing woman of God that she is. The amazing wife, the amazing mother her amazing husband, her husband's parents that have come today all the way from Ohio. Bless this family. This is two families sitting here right now, related through a covenant of marriage, but mostly through the covenant called Jesus Christ. I bless my daughter Samantha. Fill her with your presence and your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When you stand, I don't know, I hear November 13, does that mean anything? That's your wife's birthday. Okay. 1971, maybe? Uh Uh-oh. 1971? It's 48. Okay. So this is for you. You're amazing. September 1st, you got married two years ago? Uh, Last year, year. okay. That's seriously your wife's birthday? (laughs) That's when I asked her to marry me. That's when you asked her to marry you? Wow. I bless them, Father. I see a father's heart right here, right here. It's been misunderstood in the past. It's actually been ripped and torn in two. But I can see the Lord has put his hand on your heart. He has taken three pieces of a heart. I have not seen it separated three times. And he's put it back together. And the amazing thing is, is I can see that he's pulled the scars away. And he's made a heart stronger than it ever was before. In Jesus' name. Bless his wife. Bless her, I pray, Father. Fill this marriage, Lord God, with joy unspeakable, happiness unspeakable. And I command that enemy, stay away. In Jesus' name, These, this marriage is for a purpose and a destiny, and it's to celebrate the blessings of God. I see abundance. I see abundance. I see an increase financially. In Jesus' name, there's a shifting in the season. There's an increasing in the season. In Jesus' name, Whew. amen, amen, amen. This is my new friend, more than a friend. I didn't realize you were a September baby. A baby? Is it your birthday? Yes. Okay, yeah. Father, I thank you for Stephen. I actually really thank you for Stephen and his family, whom I have not met, but I know are amazing, his wife and his children. And Father, we put a blessing from this West Coast all the way across to where they are on the East Coast right now in Jesus' name that there is now no distance between his wife and his children in the spirit right now, that, that he's going to feel the presence with him right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for the mission, the prophetic, the prophet, the prophet, the prophet. Called Stephen. In Jesus' name, bless him and fill him with your presence and your glory. Amen. Is it birthday or anniversary? You're standing for September? Birthday, Birthday. okay. Can people around him just put your hands on him, okay? I thank you, Father. I feel like there's a shifting of increase that started to happen. There's something that's changed from what happened one or two years or three years ago. I feel like there's, there's an increase Passion a desire that God's going to bless you uh, with increase and it's relational as well too with family uh, with friends I can just see even uh, Relationships that have been strained and damaged and God is saying "Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, Nope, not anymore. Not anymore. I'm bringing restoration back says the Lord And so I pray father, you know the situation we pray the blessing we pray favor on him and the family and relationships, even, even like uh, almost someone like a brother. I don't know if you have a brother, but it's like someone that was like a brother to you or something. I just feel like a really good friend that there's even an increase again in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And I actually feel uh, that, that the Lord's going to increase wealth. There's something about financial increase that he wants to bless you with because you'll bless others with it. And, uh, and I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, uh, September, anniversary, anniversary, birthday. Awesome. Let's just gather around, get some, some of the ladies and people gathering around, okay? I'm going to start praying quickly. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't realize there's so many Septembers here, but this is awesome. Father, I thank you. I, I actually, have, you notice this is a group of three women. I feel like the Lord is calling the women to their next levels and the men are waiting for the women to come into the callings that they're called into. Because we can't do it, men it's not men dominant, it's women and men co-laboring together, equality in the kingdom of heaven, different purpose, different design, but equally co-laboring together, amen? It's not women above and it's not men above, it's co-laboring together. And I believe there's a calling forward. And I'm, I'm gonna prophesy into Smithers because I know that, that, uh, that you guys have been ministering. Wasn't it a youth ministry or something? You guys were, I, I, I remember a trailer or something, and young people would come and just hang out, and, and uh, you and your husband are doing it, and you've been doing it for a long time, right? Six years. Six years. Seven. Okay, so seven years, almost seven years. So, Father, we just pray. <laughs> it's funny. I just want to say rock and roll. In your presence, Lord God, rock and roll in your spirit, Father, let's get all above me up there. Let's get that rock band from last night up into Smithers in Jesus' name. We're going to have it. It's going to happen, so we're going to start working on it, okay? And let's get, let's get you know what, because they're going to reach people that really need to hear the gospel. And, and, and there's a shift. So we pray for the Smithers area, Lord God, we pray. We thank you, Father, for your blessing for all three ladies here. We pray the increase, uh, prophetic risings, prophetic uh, understandings, visions, and dreams of increase in Jesus' name we pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Birthday? Donna. Birthday? Anniversary? Anniversary. So birthdays. Who's birthdays? Put your hand up. September birthdays. Oh, you, both of you? Well, what are you doing back there? Get up here. And Tom on sound. Tom on sound. And Tom on sound, Tom. I could, the lights were bright. What is it for you? Birthday. Birthday. Okay. This is for all the September birthdays now that are still remaining, okay? Everyone put your hands out. Start tapping into faith, okay? Start believing. And let's pass an impartation of goodness, okay? of love, of encouragement, of exhortation. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you. One, I thank you for these amazing men of God, Lord God. Armor bearers, board members, elders, worship pastors, leaders, senior associates, Father. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Birthdays. Wave your hands back there. Anyone? Birthdays? Birthdays? in Jesus name. Father, we pray every September birth. I just feel there's something on September right now in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Thank you, Father. I actually sense in the spirit. Huh, ask and receive. I feel like the Lord is This is terrible. It's, it's good, but what I see is dumb. It's like, it's, it's like that old show that, that, that where the, you rub the bottle and the genie came out. I dream of genie. That's what it was. We have, no, that's dumb. That's just ridiculous. I, I'm a seer, okay? I'm just being real with what I see. And sometimes I hear, and sometimes I need a slap. But what I sense the Lord was saying is, I just feel like one one request, it's yours. Just be wise and pick it wisely, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Of course, he'll give us many requests. I just felt for a moment, you know what I'm talking about? Weddings, wow. Is this weddings too? Wow, praise the Lord, awesome. Father, I thank you for the marriages. I thank you, Father, for the September marriages, Lord. We pray for the increase, the multiplication, Lord God. We thank you for your favor and blessing to be poured out upon these married people. Right now, I ask Lord Jesus. Hmm. It's interesting, I hear in October 22 as well, which happens to be my anniversary. It's October 22. 20- oh, that's your birthday. Cool. Okay. Wow. Interesting. It's actually our anniversary, so it's awesome. Okay. So, good. So, Father, I thank you for Dean and Stacy. These are, these are troopers and warriors, <laughs> servers and sons and daughters in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your richness of your glory in them, Father, for Stacy. She leads our, our prayer in the ministry. And I tell you, it is time that we're rising up in prayer. We need to fill this building just on prayer night in Jesus' name. There's no longer time to not pray. Or you'll be losing or being, time will be stolen from you if we don't pray. Hear what I'm saying? What we said earlier. So we pray the blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Provision of increase in Jesus' name. I actually think i got more for these guys. So I just, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the September weddings in Jesus' name. We pray for the increase, the favor and the blessings, Lord God. We ask for the, 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 a greater revelational understanding of your kingdom come, your will be done. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus for this marriage. Bless them. Bless them. Bless family. We pray in Jesus' name. In Marriage, in Jesus' name. Where are you guys from? We live in Pitt Meadows. Oh, in Pitt Meadows. Okay. I thought you were like a long ways away. We moved but, from Alberta two and a half years ago. Oh, from Alberta. Awesome. Cool. Welcome to beautiful BC. You finally came out to God's province. It's a good thing. <laughs> we were trying to get a few of these other Albertans to figure that one out, but... Do you have children? Yeah. Like two? I saw two boys. That's what I saw. So I just got to pray for them right now. I feel that they're like the thunders, one especially. And he's a bit of a handful, but at the same time, that drive that God gave him is going to make him a phenomenal evangelist, and there's nothing going to hold him back. That other one that has a tender heart and passionate, he's going to be a tender hearted, passionate man. You're going to see great things through your sons. In Jesus' name, we pray blessing upon them. Fill them with your presence and with your glory. We ask, Lord Jesus, the heart of a pastor, a father right here, the heart of a prophetic right here. In Jesus' name, we bless them abundantly. Amen, 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 amen. You guys keep standing. So October twenty-second is actually your birthday. Okay, wow, that's cool. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> September 13? Wow. Anniversary, is September 12th. Yeah, okay. That's nice. Kept picking up something about 13. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually the 27th. It's uh, maybe someone's birthday. Sister's birthday. Your sister's yeah. birthday? Um, 1961? Well, yeah. yes. It would be. Yeah? Okay. Would she be like a Kathleen or a Kathy or something? Yes. What is that actually her name? Yeah. Which, Kathy or Kathleen or both? Yeah. Well, well both. we call her Kathy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is for you. We thank you, Father. (laughs) I just want you to know it messes me up, too, okay? So, (laughs) Father, we pray for this family, mighty man, mighty woman of God. 1981. 1981. That's the year you got married? Cool. Amen. We bless them, Father. Pray for, I want to say Mackenzie, but it's like Kenzie or something like that? Her daughter. Is your daughter Kenzie? Yes. We're going to pray for her. She actually has a tremendous anointing on her life, and um, something's going to rise up really powerful. Is she married? Mm-hmm. Yeah for her family. Yeah. So we're going to pray. Pray for them, okay? You have... How many children do you have? One. Just the one. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I messed up. You're all... If you could see my view, you're all just staring, okay? Just... No, look that way. Look that way. Look at it. It's like full of stares. And they were dead quiet, staring. And the worst thing is, is so many are looking at the man. But the whole reason this is happening is not because of a man, but because of what God wants, who sent his son, the man. So, so, so don't stare at me. <laughs> stare at God. Stare at the one that I've given my life for that I gave my businesses for? That my kids sacrificed for? Stare at that one. Yeah. I love you guys, just because I got it right. No, I'm kidding, I love you anyways, I'm totally kidding. It's a, it takes a lot of boldness to step out. But I thank you, Father, I pray blessing upon them. Kenzie. Is her name actually Kenzie or McKenzie? Mackenzie. Well, McKenzie. McKenzie. I hope We call her Kenzie for short. Sure. Okay, okay. For Mackenzie, Father, let it be a mighty river of your presence. There's the fire alert. He's on call. That actually is a fireman that just ran out the door. But interesting timing, right? Maybe a lightning strike happened down the road. Just put your hands out. Father, we thank you. We pray blessing upon them. We pray a blessing and abundant favor. And I thank you, Lord, that you know us personally. You know us actually really personally and really well. You know every hair that we lose, some more than others. And I thank you, Father. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You're our Savior. Rescue me, please. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Bless them bless them. (laughs) Can you go up and play some piano? Just, please, help me. Help me. (laughs) Okay. And all the people said, Amen. Okay. Okay. I want you to know, come on, no laughing in church, (laughs) serious, (laughs) Uh, what's worse? is it my son-in-law's parents this is the first time here, I think, right? So, or one of them, so I'm like, oh my goodness, they might get back on the plane to Ohio. I want to tell them I'm not normally like this, but I'm not. I'll be honest with you, I'm messed, I'm messed up. Oh, boy. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> you know? I never knew about the supernatural, but yet I grew up a missionary kid and we kept seeing miraculous things happen. As my dad would fly out over the jungles of the Amazon in a small airplane with a loudspeaker on the wing and two missionary ladies speaking broken Mayaruna language, and the Mayarunas would be shooting arrows up at the airplane. And so he would stay just above the arrows, and he would circle. And he would say, they would say, we're your friends. We want to trade with you. If you put out pig skins, we will give you buckets and machetes and knives. And every time that plane went out, we as a whole missionary base would go down to the airstrip. And we'd stand around that plane in a circle holding hands. And we'd pray for my father, my dad, and those two missionary ladies that devoted their lives. They never married. They were just best friends. To a violent tribe called the Mayarunas, head shrinkers, naked people. The men would wear, they just held up the private part with a little piece of twine from a a tree and the women they just had this little short bark miniskirt that they would peel out of a tree and they would beat it the bark till it got soft they were hairless people just hair on their head and Chief Taditi was the fiercest of all witch doctors most of those tribes had roughly 25 to 35 percent of the men were witch doctors very spiritual people. They weren't atheists. Because everyone is created to believe. They just didn't know what to believe, and so they worshiped, because everyone is created to worship. They worshiped the sun, they worshiped the moon, they worshiped the boa constrictor, they worshiped the jaguar. They would tie these little tight vines around their, their ankles and their, and their wrists as little children and they wouldn't take them off to ward off the evil spirits, so they wouldn't come into their hands or their feet. And one day my dad flew out over the jungles. They had never been contacted by civilization. And he kept dropping these gifts. He used to hang them out of the airplane just above the arrow shots on a bucket. And then he thought that's probably a bit dangerous, so he made little parachutes and he would throw the buckets out, saying, we want to be your friends, we want to trade with you. I remember one day in particular, we all went down to the airplane in the Amazon jungle in Yarina Cocha was the name of our base. It was a mission called Wycliffe Bible Translators. My parents joined Wycliffe, or Wycliffe, as some might say, in 1951, right after the Second World War. Dad was an instructor for flying the whole Second War. If he had just been a pilot, he would have been overseas in the war, but because he was an instructor before the war, he was too valuable, so he just trained US Air Force, Canadian Air Force, and English Air Force. British, but after the war, he met my mom, who was four generations of ministry, and when she was a young teenager, she was born in 1918, my dad was 1916, and you're looking at me saying, my goodness, how old is he? Well, mom was almost 47 when I was born, and dad was 49 when I was born, so there's still hope for some of you. But they do say that complications can happen, and that could be part of my problem. I might have been a little little starved of oxygen or something. But they heard a man and a woman named Cameron and Elaine Townsend of Wycliffe, and they wanted to translate every language into the Word of God, the Word of God into every language. And so they would walk, and they would literally walk eight, six, seven, eight, nine weeks into the jungles. And Cameron had a vision. I see these aircraft from the Second World War. Maybe we could use aircraft to fly the translators in instead of walk eight weeks. And so my dad was one of the very first pilots to join his vision. Right out of here in Vancouver. 1951 they went into Oaxaca, Mexico to learn how to become a missionary to live off the land in the, in the jungles. And in 1952 they went full-time. And they served over 50 years. I was born in Bogota, Colombia. Because my dad founded a Wycliffe base called Loma Linda in Colombia. I've now had the privilege of walking on Loma Linda base. It's still there. Exactly where my mother and my father, who my mom was pregnant with me at the time, walked the jungles to pray for a place to build a missionary base. There's now a town called Lomalinda, And I was privileged to go down there by Ed and Carol Barron. They brought me into Colombia some years ago. And I was ministering in a, in a, in a city, uh, in La Merced, and I was sharing the story. I had no idea Lomalinda even existed still or was even very close. And I started sharing the testimony of why I was born in Bogota, Colombia. And people started crying. And they came up, before I was even doing an altar call, they came up and they're crying and they're weeping and sobbing. And it was starting to impact me. I had to stop my message and I had to say, why Why are you crying so much? I mean, is it the presence of God? And they said, you don't understand, sir. Your dad led my grandma and grandpa to Jesus, which led my parents to Jesus, which led me to Jesus. And I broke into tears. I don't say it pridefully. I say it humbly. Maybe some of you haven't had that kind of an upbringing, but I'm here to tell you that you're the ones to change it in your family line. And you're the change to bring your kids or your grandchildren up in the right environment of Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal the fullness of his presence. It's the glory of God to conceal his kingdom at hand, which is touchable. It's his glory that he doesn't give everything to us all at once. Because as parents, you know what that would do to your child if you gave them the keys to the Ferrari, if you have a Ferrari. If you gave them the keys to your car when they're three years old and put big old Blocks on the pedals so they could reach them. That'd be ridiculous. And the Word of God tells us to have faith like a child, but it doesn't say to live a child's life. It actually says do not be tossed to and fro on every wind and wave of doctrine. Do not be tossed to and fro on every wind and wave of doctrine. And let me tell you what social media is not a doctrine. Just because you hear it on Facebook doesn't mean it's truth. (laughs) Heaven holds many treasures. But what is this verse saying? It is the glory of God to conceal it. It's His glory holding it back from us because He's looking for people that are so hungry that they will push through everything to get into it. This is what we call revival. It's not coming on a Sunday morning and sitting in your chair. It's not even giving a tenth or a tithe or, or as New Covenant, if you don't like the tithe, just follow New Covenant and just give it all. That's not what's making it. Your wealth won't buy you kingdom and your lack of it won't buy you kingdom. But I guarantee you one thing, kingdom will buy you all his riches if you're willing to step in it's a changing of the mind what i don't know these people well enough to know i don't know you well enough to know these things but there's something there's a supernatural realm that's around us right here right now john the baptist declared it the kingdom of heaven is at hand And if you study what at hand means, uh, it was a very common expression in old biblical days, and it means touchable. And then Jesus Christ himself starts declaring, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Of course, my old theology was the kingdom of heaven at hand was Jesus, amen. But then Jesus is declaring it as well, but it actually is an expression that there's a supernatural realm that's touchable. And I didn't learn about it in my Bible school training. We didn't believe that stuff. But I want to tell you something. In my businesses, before I even got into ministry, I never wanted to be in full-time ministry. Are you kidding me? My parents were broke. Broke missionaries. I shopped out of the mission barrel a lady, Mary Stoby. What an amazing woman here in in Abbotsford. I think she's passed already, but she would just, someone knows her, eh? It was George's cousin, Mary Stobie, so she she never, and she had a mission barrel. She took everyone's clothes, they threw away, washed them, and let me go shopping in them. I probably got some of George's, your husband's clothes. Where, Where he is, he doesn't need them. He's got a heavenly garment now. Yeah. So I didn't want to be in ministry. Why? Because my parents came home to Canada as the senior representatives for Western Canada for Wycliffe, and we had no money. We lived in AHOP, government-assisted housing. And I had holes in my jeans before you paid $150 for them. Like, they laughed at me with the holes in my jeans. Now my daughter buys jeans. I'm like, sweetheart, they're worn out. What did, you, what did you pay for those worn out jeans? We could do a mission barrel. Like I had socks that were different colors. Now people buy them that way. It's What? You see, God wanted me to Use those holy genes and create wealth, maybe. And I missed the opportunity. (laughs) Could you imagine if I would have started selling and patent holy genes? But when an audible voice of the Lord wakes you up in the middle of the night on a cruise ship in 1989, right after a year of marriage, and audibly speaks to you, Why are you not serving me, Brent, full-time? I said, Oh, God, I am serving you. We're young marriage leader. We're college and careers leader. He says, Why are you not serving me full-time? Well, I didn't answer him because I knew why I didn't want to. I had businesses. We had money. My wife was in the dental industry. I had multiple businesses that were successful. I was buying every toy possible. It was a wonderful thing because as missionaries, our toys were always broken down Tonkas and now I could buy motorcycles and cars instead of the little Honda 50 I had to drive in the Amazon jungle and he said what on this earth is it that your dad loved to do I said well he loved to fly planes and he said what is it on this earth and how did I use him I said as a missionary pilot he said what is it on this earth that you love to do at that time, I had a chart boating business, and I'm a captain for yachts. I said, boating? And he said, why can I not use you? So we came home. Uh, the next morning, I should say, my wife woke up. And I told her, because that night as I was looking out, I could see these little islands in the Caribbean twinkling, and God gave me a passion for the peoples. So my wife wakes up in the morning and I, I say, sweetheart, you won't believe what happened last night. She says, okay. And uh, I said, well, I, God spoke to me. Now she's Lutheran, I'm Baptist. We, she was Lutheran and I used to be Baptist. <laughs> what a combination. Don't talk about baptism. (laughs) Some of you are like, what does he mean? It's okay, don't worry about if you didn't get it. Don't worry, it's fine. It's all washed. Washed by the blood. I said I had an audible conversation with God last night. And she looked at me. I said, he's calling us into full-time ministry, and she starts to cry. I said, yeah, we've been married a whole year. You're crying because we've never talked about this, and you don't want to give up the money. And she said, no, you don't understand. She said, when I was a little girl, God told me I'd marry the minister of, a gospel, of the gospel. I said, you never told me that. She said, I knew you weren't ready to hear it. It's a wise woman right there <laughs> so that started a process we came home from that trip and we bought a 40-foot sailboat center cockpit and we worked hard we took a 20-year mortgage on the boat it actually was one and a half times the price of a normal house you got normal houses were in this 50 sixty thousand and this thing was like 110 or 120 and the 20-year mortgage and but we heard the word of the Lord. And so our whole passion and vision shifted towards the direction of the call. Because he's the caller and we're the callee. He speaks, we listen, and we do what he says. And we paid that mortgage off in four and a half years and became debt free. At the end of seven years, the front newspaper of Mission BC had us and our two little kids at, the one, at that time. Justin was four months old, and Samantha was not quite two years old. We still have a copy of the front page of the newspaper. We had changed the name to Angelos, Angelos, Messenger. And we were sitting on our sailboat, and the reporter came down and wanted to hear the story of this young family leaving Mission B.C. on the Fraser River to go into somewhere. We weren't even sure where we were going, but we knew we were called. And we sailed down the river. We sailed right out to the ocean, and we sailed down San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, and we first stopped was in Ensenada. We didn't know what to do, We just knew we were called. And our local church at the time had bought a a little generator, a video projector. Remember, now they're like this. This was like this. And a screen. I still have that screen. And we had the Jesus movie in long version and short version. And I had a few Carmen videos and a few other things. And so I walked through Ensenada just praying. Lord God, just open the door. Oh, there's a little church. Look at that church. Hey, where's the pastor? I soon realized in many Latin American countries that if you ask someone directions and they don't know, they'll give you directions anyways. <laughs> and so I'm walking because we're on a boat. The boat's anchored in the harbor with Sharon and the kids. I bring the little dinghy ashore. And it took me about an hour or two to finally find the pastor of this little church. And I walk up to the front door of that church, or that house. I remember it quickly, and I, clearly. And I knock on the door. And the door opens slowly. And here's this short little Mexican man peeking around the door at this Canadian blonde-haired guy. See? I thank the Lord I had enough Spanish in me. I could speak some Spanish. And I told him, I said, we're here to help you and to serve you. We have a video projector and a screen in the Jesus movie. Is there any way we can serve you we're from Canada. We're nice people. Not America. I'm sorry. We're Canadians. <laughs> Please. I'm kidding. We love America. We have a few Americans in our family. <laughs> My mom was born in Salem, Oregon. So, And he starts to cry. And the door slowly opens more. And here's his wife another man and his wife all standing in the hallway as the door opens. And he said, you're an angel. I said, no, they could be around me, but I'm not one. He said, we are praying, literally in prayer interceding right now because we have a vision to start a new ministry in the garbage dump of Ensenada. And we're wondering and praying and crying out to God, how can we reach out to the people that they would come to hear the gospel. And I said, well, I know how. It's technology. It's a video projector and a screen, and it's the Jesus movie. The very next night, it might have been that night actually, in his little beat up car with wheels half fallen off, Justin, four months old, Samantha had just turned two in San Francisco, My wife and I take our video projector up and start a ministry called Windward Ministries in the garbage dump of Ensenada, Mexico. There's a full-blown church there today rescuing children and people. I say that, why? So you'll look at a man? No, you've missed the whole point. I say that. So you look at the one, the only one, that we should be looking at. Yes, we can honor each other, but so help me God, we aren't to worship each other. You say, well, I never worship man. If you have an unhealthy direction towards an individual in ministry, let it go, because God's doing a cleaning in his church, and a cleaning as people proclaim the gospel. And the ones that are building their own kingdoms and empires are falling. And the ones that are building his kingdom and his empire will succeed and excel in, in Jesus' name. Heaven holds the treasures. God's glory conceals these treasures like a bank. Faith is what makes the withdrawals. But some of these things in the kingdom of heaven, they're only discoverable by hungry people. Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You want a filling? I believe in impartation. I believe in laying on hands. Absolutely. Like I say, I travel into 47 countries of the world. I've laid hands on thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. I get it. I, I, I get around men and women that I honor. I ask them to lay hands on me. I want an impartation. But I love Papa Bill Johnson. He I'll probably butcher what, he, what he's saying, but the thought pattern is, we can impart into you, but, We can't give you what it took to get here. Some of you have been waiting too long to be what God has called you to be. And I'm here to declare to you it's not too late. It's a new season. It's starting now. People say, how could you give it all up You're the prime, you were six digit figures in the corporate world in the late 80s. How could you give it up? Look look what you lost. And I look and say, how could I not go? How could we not go? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Enemies enemy's tried to rob you and steal you, man. God's shown me things about your history and your past. But I'm here to declare to you, he's knocking on your heart in such a big way that he's declared you a son. That the enemy has tried to steal, but you're getting back what he robbed from you. In Jesus' name you're entering a new season. And don't listen to the lies, but listen to the truth. Don't be swayed by the wrong friends, but come in to the family that's going to love you for who you're called to be as a son in the kingdom of God. That's your destiny. That's your destiny. You're going to walk these lands with power and authority, not weak, And worried or depressed, but with fire, with the Holy Spirit in you in such a way that people are going to look at you and say, What happened to him? Be the testimony of Jesus. That's what I encourage you for. I encourage you for all the sons in Jesus' name. Can I get you to stand? What's your name? Isaiah That's a good name. The Lord is telling me to do something. I'm going to hug you like a father. Because I feel like you've had a bit of a bone deal in life. I'm going to hug you as a father. Not me as a man, but God in me. Welcome. <laughs> that speaker sounds bad. Like we have a bad cable or something out there, so It's either that or you had too much lightning in your fingers. Did anyone feel that surge of power this afternoon? That was a little unusual, wasn't it? So it's late. It's either late or it's becoming earlier. I had a fire and brimstone message I was going to preach tonight. I just, I needed to bring my 40 pound Bible to hitch over the head. No, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. But I want to tell you something, hell is real. Don't let anyone burn. Get out, live the gospel of Jesus Christ. The enemy is real. He's actually powerless. He has no authority unless your free will gives it to him. The angels aren't battling the devil. They already won. Jesus isn't battling the devil. He already won on that cross when he rose again. You and I don't battle the devil. What you do is you live from victory instead of for victory because you already have the victory. I have the victory in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And when I realized that small step I had to make, which transformed my understanding, there's a power and authority that starts to walk with you wherever you go. And when the gang banger in Tijuana, Mexico had the pistol in my forehead and pulled the trigger four times and it misfired four times, guess what? There's a power and an authority when you live in victory. Chuck, you're amazing, but that speaker doesn't sound right. You just keep playing, though, Mr. Roland piano player up there. This guy's amazing. It's phenomenal. Him and his wife are just... We love him so much. So, I believe... I'm gonna end tonight. Actually, I thought I would just get hyper and get everyone hyped up, because I know you all would like that, right? Kidding. I'm kidding. Tired of hyping up people. You're my son. You're my son. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's go, son. Let's go, son. Let's go, son. More, 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 more. Son, son, son. Let's go, son. More, son. More. Yeah, my son. is my son. Yeah. He is my son. And I am hyped up. In His presence, in the peace that passes all understanding, in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Rise up, sons, the thunderings, the sons, the thunderings of sons and daughters. The Thunders of Samuels, who happens to be Samuel Grandpa. And Sharon Castle, and Sharon Borthwick, and Sam, Sam, Samuel, Samuel. And Samantha's one of your daughters. And there is a Borthwick Castle in Scotland, Google it. Great castles. It's one of the best restored castles. There's 24 Lord Borthwicks. Our family came from Rome in 1075 AD into Scotland. Our coat of arms is a cut off head on a platter. One of the bruises is cut off. John the Baptist, no, 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 not my family. We were from Rome, but not my family. No, there was a really fierce warrior guy, and Miss Lord Borthwick got him. Put the head on a platter, and it's my coat of arms. People say, how come you don't have your coat of arms? Well, because it's actually a head on a platter. might be offensive politically right now. Anyways, i I got to stop because I'm starting to ramble. (laughs) Dean's nodding, yes. (laughs) One one of our true elders right there. (laughs) Get the shepherd's staff and yank him off. I'm just having fun. And... I just want you to remember when it comes to a true move of God, it will actually always be God. When it comes as a move of a man, it won't be the fullness of God. But it could be very gifted because gifts are not subject to whether you believe or you don't, Jeremiah one five will be. You're being formed in your mother's womb. I knew you and I sanctified you. I prepared you. I gave you it all. The enemy. Let me say that the not unsaved are not our enemy. The unsaved are gifted, and so are the saved. And many of the unsaved, in some ways, have a purer gift in the fivefold than some of the saved. God wants a pure five-fold ministry functioning in his body again. Amen? Let's all stand. Sammy Robinson is going to be speaking tomorrow. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Christ is seated, as Ephesians 1.20 says, at the right hand of the Father. Seek where he is now. It is a supernatural realm. For we are to die with our own understanding to live in Christ Jesus. And I pray, Father, I ask tonight, Lord God, as we conclude this evening, I pray that the evening doesn't end. I pray, Lord God, that as each person goes home or into their hotels or wherever they're going, I ask, Lord God, that there will be heavenly encounters that will happen tonight. Uh, There's a whole group watching right now in the supernatural that are waiting for their assignments. And I ask, Lord Jesus, That your hand of protection, your hedge of protection will be around us everywhere we go. That it will surround our families. But Lord God, that tonight there will be heavenly encounters in our rooms, in our bedrooms, in Jesus' name. And I ask Lord God that it will wake us up. That it won't just be supernaturally in our minds or our dreams, uh, but it will be real supernatural. Eye to eye, ear to ear. I ask you, Father, I pray, Lord God, that everyone in this place and everyone watching on TV will get so radically hungry in this new season that they will be so hungry that each one of us will pursue in a way that we've never pursued before. And we'll go after everything, Father, with total abandonment of our own understanding. I ask, Lord Jesus, That signs and wonders will become the normal instead of us all flocking into a conference to see it. But instead, Lord God, uh, we will all leave the conference to go watch each one at their homes, in their workplaces, the supernatural to happen. Because, Father, it's not really uh, for the edifying or the strengthening, just for the saints. I believe some of the greatest evangelism we can do is words of knowledge to an unsafe person on the street. I have seen it over and over again. And you know what? None of them worry on whether you're cheating or not. They're just like, what? Have faith to believe. There's some fakes, absolutely, but have faith to believe that God is real and that he knows us so well. I also believe right now anything in the past that has held you back, pain, hurt, slander, anything at all, release it now in Jesus' name. Forgive those people. Forgive them. In Jesus' name, Father, I forgive. I forgive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Don't hold on to the problems. Don't hold on to the pain. Don't hold on to the slander. Don't hold on to other people's problems and sins. But instead, let it go and walk upright, righteous for Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, for each one in this room. I pray an abundant blessing. I pray for the favor of your Holy Spirit to pour out on us, Lord God. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Well, We're in a laster day today than we were yesterday. <laughs> in a laster day tomorrow. I know it's not a word. I don't think. I see a horse and rider roaming to and fro in this valley. I haven't seen him for a long time. Amazing white horse, fire from his nostrils, eyes of fire. And the rider's looking. Eyes are burning. He's huge, hundreds of feet tall. And he's running back and forth across this valley. And I'm crying out, oh God, oh God, what's he looking for? He's not looking for the enemy because they're like these small little rats running around, getting out of the way of this horse and rider. And the Lord is speaking again, the same encounter I had with my wife years ago in this valley. And he's saying, he's looking for the hungry. (sighs) And now he's over this building. And the roof has come off this place. And the fire from his nostrils. Eyes of fire. Of this horse. And I can hear the heavens asking us. Are you hungry? Are you the ones? Because we've been waiting for you. Our Father who art in heaven, say together our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Have an amazing day.